What's going on, family? Happy Monday, and welcome to another edition of The Faction. I hope you guys are doing well. Hope you had an absolutely fantastic weekend, as there has been a lot, and I do mean a lot, to discuss in the world of pro wrestling. Thank you for always being connected to The Faction, whether that is via the socials, at The Faction Show, or if it is by subscribing to our podcast on Google Apple, Spotify, or wherever you may be checking us out. Thank you so very much. And if you are in the cross section that does both, you are incredible. And we appreciate all that you do. So today, we dropped a double episode. You're hearing this episode And then I actually recorded some things on Thursday following Dynamite that I didn't get an opportunity to release and I didn't want to just keep it here because it had some pretty important things in it. So you've got that as well. If you're checking out this one and didn't check out that one, feel free to do that. We talked about some really, really cool things there. But today we've got some brand new fresh content for you as we like to do here at The Faction. Want to remind you of a couple of things. One of them is this. If you're interested in getting the new Bet On You t-shirt, you can find it at ProWrestlingTees.com slash Bonnerfide. A number of you here from The Faction have already done that, and I honor and appreciate you for doing that. You can feel free to get another one if you'd like. We have them in multiple colors, and if you've not grabbed one, go ahead and do that. It is a thing for sure. Going to also tell you about some spaces where you can catch me on comments that have just been released. We'll talk about that before the show's end. But I got a couple of other places that I want to land first. First, let's go to the ever-changing, ever-evolving world of WWE. You know, a lot of people had questions now almost four weeks ago when Vince McMahon was released as the CEO of WWE, when Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan took over as co-CEOs, and when Triple H became the head of creative, a lot of people wondered, would WWE look different? Is Vince McMahon lurking somewhere in the background? Well, every indicator that we have gotten since day one of Triple H taking over creative has told us that the winds of change are a-blowing in WWE, and it is one of the most exciting things that you can ever imagine. SmackDown feels fresh, Raw feels fresh, NXT feels fresh. I've got some NXT news that we'll be sharing in just a few minutes, but starting on SmackDown this past Friday, another great show from cover to cover. One of the things that I hope you're seeing with both Raw and SmackDown I know some have said over time, it's hard to watch Raw because it's three hours. It's hard to watch SmackDown because it's two hours. But the thing now is you have to literally watch every minute in real time because a surprise could happen. A moment could happen that you don't expect that is indicative of the new level of detail of storytelling that happens in WWE. So there were two big things, well, three things that I can think of that happened this week that were really super significant. Well, maybe even four. And this is why SmackDown is so special these days. For one, let's talk about the reception for Sami Zayn in his hometown of Montreal. That was special. Sammy sounded like one of the biggest faces in the entire company based on the reaction he received being there in his hometown. And he played up to it. It was absolutely fun to watch. And I love that for him. Now, he ended up losing that fatal five-way match to determine a number one contender for the Intercontinental Championship. And let me just say this. 
the idea that we're about to get Gunther versus Sheamus for the Intercontinental title in Cardiff, Wales with about 70,000 people, that is massive. And this is what I love about what's happening in this new iteration of WWE. It feels a lot like what we loved about the NXT black and gold brand, where we're seeing marquee matches that don't necessarily pit face versus heel, but instead it pits two folks together that we wanted to see in a ring. And I don't know that we had thought about Gunther versus Sheamus before, but this is a hard-hitting dream match that's going to happen in the UK, which I think it's going to be insane to see what happens in Cardiff, Wales in about a week and a half. It's going to be crazy so i'm really really looking forward to that smash mouth match that will happen at clash at the castle speaking of clash at the castle we actually got a preview of the main event as roman reigns ended up representing the bloodline almost solo and i say almost solo because Sami Zayn was there to certainly help him out but no paul Heyman, no usos but it did involve a confrontation with Drew McIntyre. So I'm excited to see them actually start to get it on. I think they're going to have a great, great match at Clash at the Castle. I do think, of course, that Roman's going to walk out as champion still. No knock to Drew, but I don't think Drew is ready to carry the ball as the guy that beats Roman at this point. Passionate, yes. Great promos lately, yes. But he's not Roman Reigns. So there's that. The third thing to mention is what happened with Hit Row. We saw a couple of things in that exchange. Hit Row comes out and interferes with the maximum male models. And it's the first time we've seen the maximum male models actually end up in a physical altercation. We also saw the return of Max Dupree. I love saying it that way, as the spokesperson for Maximum Male Models. Now, in case you had not heard the story, it was believed that Vince McMahon in one of his final acts actually took Max Dupree away from being the spokesperson for the Maximum Male Models. He felt as though there was a segment that didn't go well laid it at the feet of Dupree and said, nope, you're out. And he put his quote unquote sister in Maxine Dupree. Well, this is the first week we've seen in about four weeks where Max Dupree, excuse me, Max Dupree took the lead as the spokesperson for the maximum male models. I like this combination. And if this ends up being the first battle we get to see for Hit Row, I really like this. I think it's two tag teams who are at about the same level, who are getting ready to work their way up the ranks. And I think this is a great opportunity for both teams if we have a program with these two teams. So this is a win for me. Chalk up another win for Triple H. And speaking of tag teams, we got to see the next chapter in the women's tag team tournament this weekend. So it was scheduled to be Natalia and Sonya Deville taking on representation from NXT, that being Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark. Well, out of the blue, because of injury or so I'm told, we did not have Nikita and Zoe. Instead, we had Toxic Attraction, the former NXT Tag Team Champions, show up, get in the match, and win, and they're making their ways to the semifinals. So, 
First of all, this reeks of brilliance, right? If you're going to have a representation from NXT in this tournament, it should be the most cohesive tag team in NXT. And Nikita Lyons and Zoe Stark, though they might have some potential for the main roster, had never teamed before. It just seemed kind of crazy to have them as the representation of NXT in this tournament. Now, maybe I'm crazy, but there's still a part of me that views NXT, or at least wants to view NXT, as the third brand. I know for the last year there's been work to make it quote unquote developmental again, but I feel as though Triple H is getting ready to change that particular dynamic. And so we got to see that as the former two time NXT Women's Tag Team Champions. Toxic Attraction makes their way, not just to the main roster, but gets a major win over two veterans. So this now begs to ask the question, will we see Toxic Attraction make it to the finals of this tag team tournament? I'm going to say, yes, we will. I don't know that they will win it. I still think that the win probably should be reserved for EO Sky and Dakota Kai. I would love to see that match because you'd have two former NXT tag team champions on one end versus two-time NXT former tag team champions on the other end fighting for the women's tag team championships. Book it. I think it would be amazing and it would be a huge statement about the power of NXT. So with that said, it's going to be very interesting to watch. Of course, tonight we will see the semifinals on Raw as EO Sky and Dakota Kai take on the team of Asuka and Alexa Bliss. Again, I think EO and Dakota are the favorites for me. It's going to make for a great tag team match. And of course, they will be involved in a six woman tag match at Clash at the Castle. So with all of this talk about NXT, it's time to have a very interesting conversation about NXT UK. So in case you have not heard, couple of things have happened when it's come to NXT UK. NXT UK, and we actually broke this on our socials, NXT UK is getting ready to go through a bit of a transition and a hiatus as NXT UK will now morph into NXT Europe. That's going to happen in 2023. It is a bit of expansion for the NXT brand, which again is one of the reasons why I say it cannot be viewed as developmental at this point because the wrestlers that are involved in NXT are anything but developmental. They are veterans who have come from other promotions there in the UK. And so with that said, NXT is expanding to NXT Europe. That's going to happen in 2023. So what becomes of NXT UK? Well, NXT UK is going on hiatus for a few months, and that's partially why we saw NXT UK invade NXT Heatwave this past Tuesday. That is leading to When Worlds Collide, which will happen on September the 4th. So it's going to be a full weekend of wrestling. September the 3rd, we've got Clash at the Castle from W. WWE, and then on the 4th, we'll have When Worlds Collide, NXT versus NXT UK. That's going to be at 4 p.m. Eastern. Then by 7 p.m. Eastern, we'll have the kickoff for All Out, and All Out will take place at 8 p.m. Eastern in AEW in Chicago. So it's going to be a very full weekend of wrestling. You know I'm all the way here for that. But with that said, what comes of the folks from NXT UK? 
Well, I'll tell you more about what comes of NXT and NXT UK when we come back. I've known Dylan since he was 15. I've known what a crazy fanatic he's been. He never just went and played. So what are you doing? Well, you know, I gotta plan the show first. He wants to be the guy shaping. Dylan used to run shows back in his hometown and ever since he moved to Atlanta, I know that he's been really wanting to start his own company here. I had that fear of not being what's interesting in Atlanta. I said, I'm going to start my own wrestling promotion. You need to get in a room with this guy. Because at the end of the day, wrestling had grown stale in Georgia. I'm like, dude, this guy's ruffling everybody's feathers. Dylan learned that I'm impatient, and I announced that we were going to start a promotion 90 days later. And I knew that I had no content. But then I started to see all the things that he was doing. It was starting to look really professional. Gary had stirred up so much shit. We were gonna be the laughing stock of the entire city if we didn't deliver. Perceptions, reality. How do we get on Southern Honor? What was the process of them walking over there like, I'm gonna do that? I thought, honestly, he was dead. You hear his brain swelling. I literally thought Southern Honor was probably done. You always told me, if you don't like an idea, come up with a better idea. You're telling me you won't listen to the idea? And we're gonna pack 1,000 people! I couldn't wait for an answer from Chris. We weren't sure. No confirmation. How about that? The lights are going out here. The first indie show I've ever done in 23 years was with Southern Honor, and now everyone's talking about this company. Nothing bigger than that's ever gonna happen here. A few minutes later, it was extremely hard to maintain relationships because I was working with Gary. I don't know that they would go to war for me. They would go to war for Dylan. Finally, this year's going to be mine. COVID. I can honestly say my last match will be here just because Southern Honor is that special to me. So many things that have happened in my life that you could write on paper and it would read as a book. And Southern Honor is just another chapter. As long as if they need each other to survive, if they're going to make it to the end, they're going to have to work together and not against each other. Somebody call his mama, GB! It's the cat! Ernest Miller, the three-time world karate champion. Unbelievable. And this right here. Look at this face oh, my, my. Oh, hang on. Wait. What? It's Danny. It's Danny Jordan. Don't do it. I think we all know what he has in mind. Oh, God. A Death Valley driver right under the barbed wire. Alright, so the big news dropped about NXT UK going on hiatus, and as part of that hiatus, there's also been a number of releases slash parting of ways for the folks from NXT UK. In total, it has been 21 releases from NXT UK. Let's run down what that looks like. That includes Mark Andrews, Flash Morgan Webster, both of them are former NXT UK tag team champions, Amali. Then you have Wild Boar, Zaya Brookside, Eddie Dennis, 
Saxon Huxley, Amir Jordan, Danny Luna, Dave Mastiff, Amelia McKenzie, Primate, Nina Samuels, Shea Samuels, Sid Scala, Trent Seven, Ashton Smith, Jack Stars, T-Bone, T.O. Man, and Kenny Williams. In addition, the announcer there has been released as well. So that's a total of 21 superstars that are gone. Very, very sad moment anytime anybody loses their job. So the late breaking news is that the door is open for folks who are interested in returning once NXT Europe is launched. So that's a really big piece of news and a really important piece of news as I feel like many of those superstars will be necessary for the launch of NXT Europe. So while it is certainly a sad day for the folks at NXT UK, all is not lost. As we've certainly seen over the last month, there have been a number of superstars who were released over time that have found their way back to WWE. Certainly this could hold true for the folks from NXT UK. Now with with the story regarding NXT Europe, what is also interesting is this, a piece of news that was kind of slid in there, but it is massive, and that is this. There were quotes coming from Shawn Michaels talking about the future of NXT Europe. Shawn Michaels has been over-creative in terms of NXT UK, and he's lately been doing work in NXT as well. Well, Shawn Michaels has a new position in WWE, and that position is Vice President of Talent Development Creative for WWE. So he's also overseeing aspects of creative for NXT. So what this means is the president of creative is Triple H. The vice president of creative is Shawn Michaels. So basically, DX is running the creative for WWE. Now, if you're a church kid, that ought to get you excited and make you want to run somewhere, right? Here's why. And this is going out to you, Brandon Clack. And yeah, when you hear this, I will know that you've heard it. Because for Brandon Clack, who screams about the Attitude Era, and we need to return to the Attitude Era, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Well, you could argue that two of the greatest minds and performers in the Attitude Era are Triple H and Shawn Michaels. There's no argument that Shawn Michaels is the greatest in-ring performer. Well, some might argue he's certainly going to end up on your top three of greatest in-ring performers of all time. Triple H, certainly one of the most accomplished superstars of all time. Both of their minds working in creative makes for an amazing day for all of the WWE product. That is exciting to me, and it's exciting for the future of NXT, NXT UK, Raw, SmackDown, or any other brand that the WWE looks to create. If you're wondering why we're so excited, think about it. DX literally revolutionized pro wrestling. And you could argue that the click changed wrestling as we know it. Between the click, you had DX, NWO, everybody rose to prominence as a result. And now DX has the opportunity to transform the business one more time. This is extremely exciting to me, and uh, I can't say enough about it. This is a big deal, a very big deal in WWE. And so then, we're talking about NXT. I've got one more story to talk about in NXT before we get out of here, and that is this. NXT 
Heat Wave saw a lot of big moments. We saw no real title changes, but a lot of great matches and the like. But one of the things that has been causing a lot of conversation in NXT has been the introduction has been the introduction of a new superstar going by the name of Quincy Elliott. Quincy Elliott is being introduced as the Super Diva. That vignette ran both on NXT and on NXT's social media. So he's gotten the attention of a lot of people. First of all, he was on the independent scene and he performed as under the names M.I.G. and Little Atari. He got the attention of WWE scouts. He reported to the Performance Center in January of this year. So he has been doing quite a bit. He worked in California and was named number 182 in the Outsports list of the best LGBTQ pro wrestlers of 2021. So there are a lot of people who have a lot of conversation about Quincy Elliott. Some think that his presentation already is over the top. Others feel like this is just what WWE needs. And then there are those who feel like, haven't we seen this before? And so I'll say this. If you remember about a year or so ago, Stephanie McMahon made a commitment that there would be more LGBTQ representation on screen from WWE. Now, of course, prior to her saying that, we've seen a couple of characters that have stood out historically. You can go all the way back to Adrian Adonis. Then there was Goldust. We saw some things at Orlando Jordan, which really got heightened more in impact than in WWE. And of course, the latest has been the Velveteen Dream, who kind of stood as an ambiguous character that ultimately got compared more to Prince than an LGBTQ representation. Now, we've seen some folks be open about their sexuality, but it doesn't really impact their on-screen presentation. We saw that with Darren Young, now known as Fred Rosser, when he came out, but it really didn't impact his on-screen character. We also know that Sonya Deville has been open about her sexuality, but again, it does not impact her character. So this is very interesting to see how fans are already responding to the super diva Quincy Elliott. Here's my take, and it's a really quick take. To me, the promos don't matter. The vignettes don't matter. What you do in the ring is going to matter. And so I'm very interested to see how Quincy Elliott takes all of this attention and translates it in the ring. I'm very interested to see that. And if it works, I'm here for it. If it doesn't, I'm not. So we'll see. I'm very interested. If you've seen that particular promo, I'd like for you to reach out and let us know what you think about Quincy Elliott in NXT. Now, the LGBTQ community is well represented in pro wrestling, perhaps better than it's ever been represented. And honestly, I think there is a place for everybody in this sport. Everyone is welcome as long as you are amazing in and out of the ring. That's the only requirement, regardless of your sexual preference, however you identify, whatever your race or creed. Can you get it done in the ring? Can you entertain the people? That's the ultimate requirement. And if you do, more power to you. And so I'm very intrigued to see what Quincy Elliott will bring. Based on what we've seen already, I think whatever he does in the ring is going to either win people or lose people, though it seems like he's going to be an amazing heel 
Can't wait to see what he does. All right, we've got a full week in pro wrestling this week, including, of course, Raw and SmackDown, which should be big, leading into Clash at the Castle. Of course, NXT should be significant off the heels of Heat Wave and leading into When Worlds Collide, which I'm really looking forward to. AEW has a big week this week as they have moved the all-out main event to this Wednesday night, which... I told you in the last episode how I feel about that. My feelings have not changed, but there is one piece of news that could actually lend credibility to why they did that. There are rumors floating around that CM Punk is unhappy in AEW, and if he's really unhappy, this match could be the way to get the championship off of him. He's also reached the one-year mark with his contract, so I don't know if he signed for more than one year or not. We'll find out a lot of this, I'm sure, this Wednesday on Dynamite. And then, just to keep this on your radar, NWA has a huge event happening this weekend. It is a two-day event for NWA 74, which you'll be able to check out on Fight TV. We'll talk more about that as we get closer. Last but not least, a couple of ways you can find me on commentary this week. Last week, was kind of historic because there were three promotions who dropped new content all with commentary from yours truly on there so shw's latest event shw 42 rumble jack is available now on iwtv so you can check that out there an amazing show that saw some surprise entrances from jimmy wang yang the real one formerly known as enzo amore yeah it's a whole big thing you got to check it out it was pretty incredible then battle slam premiered last week on fight tv featuring that huge main event between little scrappy and baron black it was incredible you can check it out for free right now on fight tv Last but not least, the brand new promotion, CDW, Championship District Wrestling, has released its debut episode, which took place last Sunday. You can check it out on their YouTube page. Just look for Championship District Wrestling. We'll make sure we put something in our stories with a link to it as well. All ways that you can check out what we're doing on commentary. I'd love to know what you guys think. So check it out. And uh, great days are certainly ahead. We're going to get out of here. I hope you have an absolutely amazing rest of your day. Share what we're doing with a friend or follower. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate all the cool things happening here at The Faction. Oh, last but not least, be sure to check me out tonight on WWT Live, 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific, exclusively on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Pod. You can also check it out on the Pod YouTube channel. That's the Women's Wrestling Talk YouTube channel. It'll air live there as well. Until next time, family, representing from a good brothers, Courtney Beard, Brandon Clack, and the fourth horseman, John Murray, the EP. My name's Gerard Bonner, and this is The Faction. I need my people here.